Hello and welcome to the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast with your host, Charles Cantu, CEO and founder of Reset Digital. I'm Mike Burbridge, Director of Marketing Futures and the Executive Producer for this podcast. Friends, it's 2020 and still one of the most popular topics on the Marketing Futures Hub and one of the biggest areas of concern for our Marketing Futures Committee is digital transformation. According to a recent study by Deloitte, 87% of companies think digital will disrupt their industry, but only 44% feel they're prepared for such a disruption. That's why today, we're talking with Chris Ahrens, one of the co-authors of The Digital Helix, transforming your organization's DNA to thrive in the digital age. Chris shared why tech alone isn't going to cut it and talked about the importance of intellectual curiosity and constantly looking for new learnings and strategies in your path to digital transformation. Chris, why don't you tell us uh, a a little bit about yourself uh, before we kind of jump into everything and where, where you're from, your background, your pedigree, credentials, and what got you here? Uh, wow. So, uh, Let's see. I was born in Reno, Nevada. I grew up there and went to school at the University of Nevada in Reno and um, quickly moved to Los Angeles afterwards because I wanted to do public relations and marketing and I didn't want to do it at a casino. So I started my career (laughs) doing public relations for some uh, rather large and small firms in LA, including running the um, LA office for Shandwick and was there until 99 and then moved to Austin, Texas, where I am today. And throughout my journey, I've basically done marketing, public relations, and strategy for mostly high-tech B2B clients, um, including launching DVD technology for Philips, starting the first social media uh, team at AMD back in 2006 and 2007, which was a year before Twitter, by the way. And uh, started a couple of agencies on my own, which is where I'm at right now. Uh-huh. I see. I see. So, and now tell us a little bit about, you know, what I got from Digital Helix. By the way, great book. Um, great Thank information. You. Very insightful. Um, and the thing that just popped in my mind, and I'm assuming you have this in a press release somewhere, but that I haven't read, but less than 20% of organizations are getting digital transformation right. Can you tell us, like, uh, what brought you to that? And then kind of what the book is about and how people might be able to leverage it and not specifically marketers? Sure. Well, being a marketer myself, I, I certainly appreciate that uh, question and the sentiment. So, uh, yeah, t- uh, roughly 20% of um, organizations are seeing the returns they expect on digital transformation. So um, uh, the great number of them are, are kind of just doing digital transformation but not getting the results they seek. But very yeah. interestingly enough... 32% of organizations are doing almost the same things as the very successful ones and seeing far less results. So there's a really a wide gap in terms of uh, digital transformation, especially in marketing. And I think a lot of the people listening to this podcast, and you, of course, will notice that you know it tends to be pocketized where some people have the right digital mindset, which is where you see the success. And then you have others who are playing with digital, kind of adding digital, or we call it digital wrapping, mm-hmm. and getting you know some some success, seeing some ability to do different things, but not doing it in a holistic fashion to get that real big uh, return on investment. 
And uh, as it relates to marketing, you know, with all of the great uh, MarTech that's out there, I think a lot of people are moving fast and furious into that space and adding these new technologies. And thankfully, there's wonderful new technologies coming out almost every day. But it really requires that you think about all of this differently and then you put them together in a cohesive way because if technology alone made you digitally transformed, every Fortune 1000, every Fortune 5000 company would be digitally transformed today because there's no lack of technology and there's no lack of budget to buy technology at most of these firms. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So what I took, some some of the things that I took away, one of the things that, that was really fascinating to me uh, that you were outlining was talking kind of about culture and how culture affects this. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, it's actually, I think it's culture and a digital mindset. So if you want to be digital at your core, if you want to be a truly digital organization, that starts at the top and the bottom and goes all the way through the middle. So, you know, the really best digital um, corporations and organizations, even if we're talking about a marketing group, uh, they metric themselves. You know, they're hiring for digital skills. They're uh, bonus on digital performance, not on just general business metrics. And the digital metrics are quite different than traditional in in many cases. So that has to permeate, but really it comes down to what we call a digital mindset. There's four key things to that. One is that you have to learn that digital is not about um, wins and losses. It's about wins and lessons. And really, that is that every day there's a great chance to experiment, learn something new, take all these digital insights in and truly change the business or keep moving it in a higher, faster trajectory. Um, The other thing is that more data doesn't beat better insights. So many organizations just kind of inundate themselves with more and more data, but you really need those key insights to drive the business, not just more and more data. And I have a couple stories about that, which I'm sure I'll share with you during this podcast. And then um, exponential gains can only happen when you have everything that is thought about and designed with a totally digital mantra and mindset. So we're not going to try to just do what we did yesterday, analog style, and just add a digital piece to it. We're going to do it in a holistic fashion. And the final thing is that technology just doesn't replace intellectual curiosity. Mm-hmm. You've got to be intellectually curious. You've got to go out there and use all these wonderful tools to find new answers, to keep asking what if. And if you do that, then you start with that whole culture, digital mindset shift where people start thinking about things differently and looking for different answers and finding new questions to ask. That's it. So let's let's um, talk a little bit about you know why and you know, the, the digital world that we live in, I think, is, is how you frame it. So, so tell us a little bit about, you know, where we are and, and why this is important, why marketers should be paying attention. Well, I, I would argue that in the next five to 10 years, if you're not truly digital for most organizations, you know, there'll be some organizations that can be analog for the rest of their lives. But for the vast majority of, I think, your listeners, if you're not truly digital in about five to 10 years, you're at a huge competitive advantage if you're still in business, right? So if you don't have all of the digital advantages, digital tools fully enabled and throughout the organization have that digital core, that digital DNA to your business, your competitors will. And your competitors will be moving at a speed that you can't comprehend, keep up with, or frankly, even compete with. So that's why it's so important, especially in marketing, because most digital has started in marketing because marketing has kind of been the tip of the spear for most of this. 
And mm-hmm. so you really have to have all of this stuff going. And the big thing is, is that, and this is one of the biggest things for marketers that I find with, you know, uh, clients that I've had throughout my career is that when you don't have digital and the digital mindset and things go wrong, you don't have enough levers to turn. You have one or two levers. And then when that doesn't work, then you don't know what to do. And then you start blaming other parts of the organization for your failure. Sales problem, products problem, support problem, channels problem, right? Yep. And that leads to a huge, huge backlash across the organization because now we're just infighting. We're no longer uh, going up against our competitors and trying to win in the marketplace. And so it really kind of starts a chain of events that is almost, and in many cases, is catastrophic for the organization. Yeah, yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, small steps and and what they equate to. What is what does that get you if you're doing the right little things? Well, I I think that any organization that kind of gets the digital mindset and starts thinking about you know those four points that I mentioned, um, mm-hmm. you start seeing small little victories. You start seeing small little insights that change your business. You start using metrics that are more important to a digital business than they are to an analog business. And you start seeing little victories. And in most cases, organizations and teams get really excited because they are actually seeing things that they can, you know, turn knobs and do things and get get small gains and small wins across the organization. So I think that's really cool. And it builds kind of a fever and an excitement in the organization to want to Mm -hmm. do more and figure out more. And then you get more intellectual curious. And so I think it's really, really good when you get that energy because then it starts to bloom like a flower and it starts blooming all over the organization because people say, Hey, what the hell is marketing doing? This is really cool. They're doing some amazing things. Oh, well, marketing can help us do this. Oh, let's do it in product. Let's do it in, you know, support. Let's do it here. So it starts a chain of events that really gets people going, but it does take an organizational mind shift, uh, mindset shift to allow that to happen because if the, the C-suite is basically clamping down and trying to run things the old way, that bloom will never happen. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm going to reframe what you said earlier, what we talked about earlier is if 80% of the folks are getting it wrong, what's the, what's the framework map that you've developed that, that they might be able to, to get that shift and to get those wins? Well, I think the big thing is starting with the mindset. Now, we have seven components to the digital helix, and basically it's a helix because everything has to work together up and down the stack and across the stack. And so the components of the helix are all designed to basically work together in this uh, facet. And I'm not going to go into the uh, seven facets because it's it's just a longer discussion. Um, But you will see that there are key things about how there's customers, executives, marketing, this concept of moments because journeys are kind of falling out of favor and they don't really work too well in the digital world because we can get information anywhere we want to go. And then this sense that, you know, we have to work within a matrix organization and everybody has to be digital and sharing information back and forth. And then finally, you can't plan for a year in advance anymore. I mean, you can put up some goals that you want to achieve in a year, but you've really got to just be one step ahead always using these digital insights to kind of guide your path because, you know, the world is just changing too fast to have these yearly or five-year visions of things happening because look at what's happened in the last five years. Most of us couldn't fathom that all of this stuff would happen and all these changes would occur. And it's even happening faster now. 
What I was able to do younger in my career in forecasting a lot of stuff that's happening right now, I don't, I, I understand what you're saying because I feel a lot more pressure these days um, to be oh, able yeah. to forecast that, the weather like that. Um, what what are your thoughts? So that a lot of this has to do with mindset, which then leads into hiring. And so I'm just curious what your thoughts are on diversity and inclusion on some of this stuff, especially since, you know, agencies and industry as a whole, quite frankly, um, has been behind the curve and, and they're doing a lot of things right now to see if they can't catch it up. But what are your thoughts on it? Well, I mean, digital almost requires diversity. And I'm talking about diversity in terms of every facet of the word and the term mm -hmm. in terms of hiring because yeah. what you want is different ideas and different sets of thoughts coming into the organization to chat uh, challenge and come up with these what-if statements and so if you don't have that from a diverse uh, group of people and a diverse set of backgrounds and a diverse set of ideas what you have is groupthink and groupthink in digital leads to a linear path not an exponential you know blooming path, as I've kind of described it in the past. Um, and so I think that any organization that has a bunch of similar people, whether they're similar in terms of culture, background, ethnicity, what have you, even in terms of, you know, the, where they went to school and their experience, that really puts you at kind of a competitive disadvantage because you're not getting that wealth of ideas and insights from the different people to challenge those assumptions because digital is all about experimenting. And experiments need challenges. And if you don't have that, you're going to be kind of sliding off. I love that. I really do. Um, okay. Well, a question that I ask everyone, and um, this is usually the, the toughest question for everyone that's on the show. Favorite album of all time and why? Ah, uh, so uh, I, have a, I have a couple, but if you're going to put me on the spot, I would probably have to say it'd be one of the first Beastie Boy albums. Nice. Um, yeah, uh, I, I tend to just go back to that. And there's one song, uh, Root Down, which I really, really like. And anytime that I kind of need to just get picked up or kind of just have one of those uh, Hollywood moments uh, where uh, you, know, you have the, the music voiceover, I always put on Root Down. So I, I would have to say that's it. All right. So I've never asked this question. I got to get your number two. I, I love that one. And by the way, our producer probably especially loved that because he's a, he's a hip hop head. Oh, good. So your number two, what is, what, is, what would be your number two? Uh, it would probably be a two pack. I don't, I don't know, or two pack, depending on how you say it. Um, yeah. but I don't know if there's a specific album, but there's certain songs that I just really like. And I actually just watched on Netflix, the, uh, rewatch the history of hip hop. And mm -hmm. I've, I've kind of been going back into the, the album collection digitally, so to speak. And I'm finding a lot of stuff that I kind of missed the first time or kind of forgot about. So. That would be probably up in the number two rank there. I love that. I love that. Um, being being from Oakland, that's uh, Tupac is special to me. Um, yeah. So, or should, I should say being from uh, the Bay Area, because I've lived all across the, the Bay Area, but uh, was born in Alameda on the Naval Base. Fun fact. Um, what are you listening to now most often and why? Uh, so I was listening to, I have Sirius, so I was listening to Rock the Bells Radio uh, with LL Cool J, so there's a lot of the yeah. old school stuff on that. But lately it's become a little repetitive, 
So uh, I've been listening to more like 80s and 70s stuff lately, just because I hadn't listened to it in a while. So um, uh, just kind of rediscovering some of the not so fluffy 80s stuff. Um, yeah. Whether it be hip hop or uh, R&B or even pop, but just kind of uh, a, a eclectic mix across the 70s and 80s, I would say. I'm feeling that. I think I think I'm going to want to follow you on Spotify if you have a Spotify. <laughs> uh, well, if you want the good stuff, I'll, I'll hook you up with my son. He is uh, a savant when it comes to up and coming artists, uh, especially rappers. So, absolutely, I would love that. Um, and then just just for the audience, because I know it's going to you know people are going to be asking. Um, and we'll post this obviously on the side and, and we can write the copy and all that good stuff. But how do people get a hold of you? Like where, where can they buy the book? How, are you speaking anywhere? What's, what's going on? How do they, how do they get in touch with you? Sure. So I speak pretty uh, regularly, but uh, the easiest way to get in touch with me is at chrisarons.com, which is C-H-R-I-S-A-A-R-O-N-S.com. Uh, on there, you can download a, chap uh, a chapter of the book, chapter 15, which is all about the digital mindset. Mm -hmm. And then you also uh, can get the book at Amazon or wherever books are sold. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the ANA Marketing Futures Podcast. Have an idea for a guest or topic for an upcoming episode? Shoot us a note at marketingfutures at ANA.net. Want to learn more about digital transformation? Guess what I'm about to say next. You can continue your journey over at the Marketing Futures Hub at marketingfutures.ana.net.